you take the walk and then I just say, help me understand why blank. Help me understand why this was on your phone. Help me understand why you have friends that speak this way or help me understand why your teacher said. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what you want to know. This is a single mom cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. We are, I don't want to say excited. We are, and we're enthusiastically cautious about wondering. Uh, this topic. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you so glad you listened to these two blummering professionals right here? But we do have something exciting. Mel, tell us about it. We have a topic that for me is very close to home. We're going to talk today about. When you find something disturbing on your child's phone, whatever that disturbing might be for Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. that moment when you find it. Mm -hmm. And Pam, you were lucky in a sense because your kids were kids before smartphones. Yes, yes. But you were also kind of unlucky because I, when I say this all the time, when your kids have a smartphone, you have an insight to who they are when you're not around. Yes, yes, I didn't have that. If so, you are a mom mm-hmm. that looks at that phone, mm-hmm. which I am one of those moms. Yes, well, this we're going to talk about that too. Today. And this podcast is not about if you should look or not, mm-hmm. because you might disagree with me, but I'm a looker. Yeah, well, tell them about how you texted me. The text, uh-huh. the panic text. <laughs> this podcast was birthed out of a personal experience that I had with a child of mine that mm-hmm. I will... And this child is a great kid, by the way. He's pretty good. He's great. Mm-hmm. Not He's, all of the time, obviously. Uh, okay. I was at um, a practice that he had, and I had a whole hour holding his phone. So, of course, I thought, let's take a little peek. And I found something on his phone, an interaction between him and his friends that really bothered me. And I, I text you. Mm-hmm, you did. And mm-hmm. I said, Pam, we need to do a podcast, a podcast over this <laughs> because I was processing on the notes of my phone how I was going to have a conversation with him about it. And then I thought this might actually be really good. Mm-hmm. So we want to share that with you today uh, through my own personal struggle and trauma and experience. I've done good things and bad things. And I feel like I've walked through this a lot as a mom and my years of working in the church with students. That's right. And this is fresh on your mind, too. So it's not something have a long time ago. So it's very fresh. You very, wanted to do yeah. it like the next day. And I told you mm-hmm. I thought it was a little emotional. Just a little so bit. I need so a little bit until this week. <laughs> well, let me ask you something, Mel. I think all moms will come to a place eventually where they will see something on their child's phone or there'll be alarm bottle, they have questions. This is just part of them getting used to this landscape of freedom and technology that is out there. And of course, it's very exciting and interesting to them. But what I want to ask you, Mel, is that most parents are going to face this moment, like mm-hmm. I said. So what have you learned from leading students, high school students and from being a mom about how parents should respond the moment when they find something on their child's phone. Yeah. Before we get into the practical things that I have tested out for all of you, by the Mm -hmm. way, unfortunately. That's why they should keep coming back to this podcast because you've probably been there. Before we get to the practical, I just, I want to say that the goal in this is not correcting them, but convincing them. And it's convincing them that you are a safe place mm-hmm. in this unsafe world. 
I remember having a conversation about sin with my boys of that I do it and you do it and you do it and it's in you and around us. And I want you to bring that sin home. Mm -hmm. And, and these conversations convince them that they can either do that or they can't. And my point is, is that the way that we react is more important than what we're discovering. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give our moms today some practical steps to react to these situations well, because the way that we react is more important than what our kid just did. Mm, That's very good. And I'm saying that from the perspective of when I was a youth pastor and kids would tell me something and I would say, have you talked to your parents about this? And they would say, oh, there's no way I could ever tell my mom Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And the mom told them that at one point. They're not inventing that. So this is a convincing moment for you. And my goal as a mom and my the goal that I want our listeners to have in this moment is to prove to our kids that we can talk about these things. That's good. So I um, just yesterday I was in the in the car with my son and his friend. And I love to just turn the music up a little bit, but I'm really listening to them. Um, and they're 13, and mm-hmm. so they know everything, Pam. <laughs> yes, I'm learning <laughs> all of the things. And they were talking about a teacher that yells, and my son talked about how it like bothers him so much, and he couldn't focus, and his friend was like, oh, what, does your mom never yell at you? And so I like am perking up, and he said, no, she yells. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but only like when I leave my socks in the living room, not when I'm really in trouble. And I... I I wanted to give myself an award. Yes. Like I just needed to go buy myself yes. a candy bar because I was yes. like, yes, that he's got it. And it's yes. because we just experienced this, you know? Yeah. And so yes. I was really proud of myself yes. in that moment. Yes, I did it. <laughs> in a did, couple girl. of weeks, he's going to be like, yes, she yells all the time. <laughs> so let me answer your question after I said that again, that the way we, the way we react is more important than what we discover. I want to talk about three steps to this. So you just found something on the phone. Your kid got in trouble at school about the phone. Like you're in this moment, mom. And that moment I want to title discovery. Mm-hmm. And I want to break that down what we do in the discovery moment. And then I want to talk about the way we respond. And I want to talk about following up. Um, so if, if you, I don't think any of our listeners are taking notes, but if they are or mentally, you want to think that this whole conversation is discovery, response, and follow-up. Oh, okay. It's very practical, and that makes it um, steps that I think we need to break it down. It's the steps I broke down on my phone in that hour I had to just sit, sit. in this and mm-hmm. to text you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I want to talk about in this, this these three things. It's going to be a great, great well, thank podcast. You. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. And I know our moms are really tuned in as well because eventually they're going to face this. Yeah. So Mel, talk to us about those three things. So let's start with step one of discovery. Um, the moment that I find something like this, my emotions range from... All of the, I mean, mm-hmm. fear of your child, you know, is my child going to get in trouble or are they a horrible person? Just all to anger. And then what I think that we don't acknowledge enough is that when our child does something wrong, not only are we feeling all of the emotions for them, but we're feeling them for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like fuel to it because I felt all of these things. And then simultaneously, I was feeling like a really bad mom. Exactly. Because my son Mm -hmm. should not have something like this on his phone. Right, right. 
and it would be normal for your first instinct to feel like I have failed. I mean, what what have I not done? And moms, I'm sure you can identify times you have felt like a failure as a mom. And we've said it before, Mel, if you look up mom in the dictionary, it should have a woman who often feels like a failure because that's just that's just part of the makeup of being a mother when yeah. things don't go the way we want. So tell us a little bit more about the discovery response follow-up. Yeah, well, I just think those emotions are too much mm-hmm. in that moment. And, and what we can't do is it feels like a tornado and we can't bring them into that tornado. So this is the first thing that I want all of our moms to do. You can either react or you can lead in this conversation. Um, and to do that, to, to lead, you need to take a breath. The Lord is so good to me, Pam, that when I discovered this particular thing, it was at the first three minutes of a practice, I had an hour left. So I was forced to take a breath. Yes, that was a long hour, but a necessary hour. I stepped away. I, I texted you. Uh-huh. I, I walked a little bit. I, you know, just I got away from all of my emotions mm-hmm. for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I later told my son that's how he knows that there's a God. Yes. Because he's still, I didn't he's find it dead. at the last mm-hmm. part. Yeah. Because the, the conversation, and, and we'll unpack this, that I had with him, I believe is going to be foundational for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. It would not have been if he would have experienced the tornado of emotions that I was yes. feeling. Yes. Because well, I would have deflected all yeah. of my that's usually the truth as mothers, that when we react, I have a high, high sense of emotion. Uh, a lot of times it doesn't come back the way we wanted it to. Just like you don't want to be responded to that way, they don't either, even yeah. though that's a normal response for us. And we're all different. For me, I just needed an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you might need a day or depending on what, what it is, the mm-hmm. severity of it. But I would say take a breath, whatever that breath yes. looks like for you. Yes. That's my first step. When you discover it. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this. What is a practical thing? I mean, very practical thing a mom can do to, I don't know, handle this first step properly. I mean, it's one Mm -hmm. thing to talk about it, but let's put some action to it. What's a practical thing that she can do to handle the first step properly? Uh, Maybe you can tell us a time even when you did this well and maybe a time when you didn't do it so well. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to share personal stories and maybe you can too. Okay. Uh, let's, okay. Let's talk practical. Um, I really do need to walk in those moments. I mean, literal walk. I need to get up and go outside, even if it's night or it's cold or whatever. Um, so I would say the moment that I did this well, I literally went for a walk before they even knew anything was wrong. I mean, I remember at this practice, my son would look over at me and like wink at me or like give me a thumbs up and I would smile back at him <laughs> when literally I was thinking, oh, you're so dead. I know. <laughs> this yes. is over. Hey, you're doing great. You just yes. wait. So, so to take, I, I took a walk. What, what do you do in that moment when your emotions are, when you need to blow off some steam Does a walk help you? Calling a friend? What do you need to do? You know, I'm like, you. I just need to get away, uh, be alone for a little bit, and and process it, and just try not to respond to my emotions. Yeah. That always helps. It just always does. And don't do the, you're in a lot of trouble, I'm going to go take a walk, and Mm -hmm. then we're going to talk about it. I mean, just go take a Mm -hmm. walk. But I I will say that um, for, and, and my... My, my oldest son knows that I talk about this. Um, when he was younger, he's older now, but when he was younger, I, I caught him looking at pornography, which was 
the most traumatic moment of my parenting life. And I, in that moment, I remember saying, I need to walk away. Like immediate, I knew that it was going to be really bad. And I, that's when I learned this mm-hmm. on accident, Pam, where I, I left the house and I walked around the block and I'm sure that maybe 14 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes seemed mm-hmm. like five hours to him. Um, so those were two times one was forced because of practice, but walking away for me is the best thing that I, the best gift that yes. I can give myself and my kids. Absolutely. Just to reprogram, just catch your breath. Like you said, taking a deep breath and think about what's the best way to handle this. When I have regrets is when I react immediately. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about a phone, but I had, I had received a phone call once about one of my sons, something that somebody, I mean, it wasn't even really that big of a deal, but for me, it was like a big deal. And, uh, we were getting in the car to leave and it was maybe a 20 minute car ride. And he didn't say one word that whole car ride. Mm -hmm. I was just unloading. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was, what we do in that moment is we're processing our emotions on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then they're a punching bag. Like yes. a, a, and then you want them to respond honestly when you've just punched them so much they don't know how to respond or they're afraid to respond. Or knock the breath out of so, them. You know, so, you know, you don't want to put them in that situation if you want them to talk to you honestly about what's going on. Yeah. So you can't beat them up first and then expect them to just uh, pour it all out and tell you what you want to hear. I can almost guarantee you any parent regret that I have goes back to me reacting and not leading them Mm -hmm. in those moments. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. So that's what I do wrong. Okay. Well, I tell you what, moms, if you're listening today, you are thinking, I am not a perfect mom and there's not one. And we all, this, hopefully this podcast just helps you to feel that we are processing these things together. And Mel has walked through some situations that God has showed her. I've walked through some situations. And if you're perplexed about your child and what to do, we're just hopeful that these words of wisdom will encourage you today as a mom. Mm -hmm. Just really hoping that. You know, Mel, um, you said that step two was to respond. So uh, tell us more about that. So you take your walk, and then after your walk, this is the question that I love to ask. I used this question on um, students when I was a pastor, and I use this on my boys. They jokingly will say this back to me sometimes. You take the walk, and then I just say, help me understand why, blank. Help me understand why this was on your phone. Help me understand why you have friends that speak this way Mm -hmm. or help me understand why your teacher said. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what you want to know. Mm -hmm. You know, in that moment, I'm not wanting to. The consequences oftentimes, they're going to come along naturally. Mm -hmm. But I'm wanting to really understand why would you have this on your phone? Yeah, it's the reason behind it. You need to get to the root. It's the reason behind it. So when I started this conversation after I had that hour at practice, I said, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, and I, I don't want you to respond immediately. I want you to think about what you're about to say. And I had said, help me understand why this is on your phone. And the silence in that moment... I, I will never forget. And, and it was it was kind of a, I told you this, Pam, it was this hard moment for me. This is where I feel emotions because I think I saw my little boy grow up mm-hmm. before my eyes. You know, sometimes you turn around and you're like, oh, they grew up. But 
the silence in those moments and he was looking at me. He was making eye contact with me and I, I, it's almost like I saw little parts of this little boy just crumbling away mm-hmm. and I will never forget it. And I hope he never forgets it because we had the most grown up intense and just practical conversation about a mistake that he had. And it was something that his friends had done that he just like was okay with, you know, tell everybody what age of child you're talking about. He's 13. So smartest Mm -hmm. person in the room. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, what do I know? Mm -hmm. Um, he's very witty. He has, uh, I think a really strong sense of, um, like a moral compass, you know, he Mm -hmm. like puts me in my place at times. And so I was really shocked Mm -hmm. that he was even friends with people. Um, and that then he, he laughed about it and was okay about it. And so for me, this was a character issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but me asking helped me understand Mm -hmm. why. Uh And later on, I remember him saying to me that that was a really good question and and you have to make them answer it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for him, the why was that it was kind of funny mm-hmm. and his friends laughed mm-hmm. and then you get to say, they hear themselves saying that, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going, oh. so it was peer pressure also. Yeah. Yeah. And he says it out loud and goes, oh, this is this sounds really bad. kind of dumb, but it's mm-hmm. because they thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And I just raised my mom eyebrow, you know, mm-hmm. just the one mm-hmm. yeah. that just says a million things. Yeah. So ask that question. Take your walk mm-hmm. and say, help me understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I like to do this. I think it makes you human. I explained how I felt when I saw it. Mm. And it wasn't that I'm so mad at you. It was like, man, I thought my son had character and had a good reputation and had good Mm -hmm. friends. And I thought he loved the Lord. Mm And, you know, and then I felt scared for you. And I, it was just all of these emotions that I, and that's when I began to explain to him how I felt when I saw it is when he started crying. Of course. And that was at my goal. Mm -hmm. So I think that that might be important. And then, um, I would say explain the big picture of character and consequences and um, that these decisions make up who we are Mm -hmm. when we're walking down the hall of our school. Mm -hmm. So I had asked him, what do people who know you and don't know you, what do they think about you when you walk past them in school? Mm -hmm. And I told him what I hoped they thought. And then I told him what maybe they might think because of those friends. Mm -hmm. How, how difficult for him. And I'm sure at that moment, you know, we never want to place shame on our kids, but sometimes asking a question in a way that reverts back to their poor choices, mm. shame is going to be part of it. And it can be healing for them, you know, when, when they discover the shame instead of you placing it on them. And so I think that's what happened in that moment. Yeah. I think he recognized that. Yeah, I think so. And then my last thing on this, on the re- the response is, um, I think that's really important to postpone punishment when it's a big deal. You leave your socks in the living room, I'm going to yell and we're going to have immediate consequences. I hate it, Pam. Mm -hmm. Socks in the living room, it spins me off. Um, It just, but postponing the punishment, it keeps the focus from being on the punishment and puts it on the crime, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I wanted him to sit in that moment 
and not feel it mm-hmm. and not focus on the fact that he wasn't going to get to play video games for mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to sit in the, I didn't want that to distract from the moment. So, um, I had told him I'm going to sleep on this and maybe I'll tell you tomorrow what your consequences and which drove him. I never got so many text messages from him in a 24 hour span <laughs> in the morning. Good morning. Have yeah. you decided on my punishment? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got to school. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a little break in between class. What are you thinking about my punishment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. was like, mm-hmm. if you ask me one more time, whatever it is, sure. it's double. Yeah. So postpone it. Mm-hmm. I love that's what that. I would say. I do love that. You know, I I know you have had conversations with your boys. Um, how how did you feel while having them? That's a hard question. I mean, how didn't I feel? Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I think the scary thing for me is that we're raising men. We're not raising boys or we're raising women. We're not raising Mm -hmm. girls. And so while I'm trying to get my point across, I'm also knowing that he might remember this for the rest of his life. And he will. Or he might lay Mm -hmm. down on a counselor's couch and talk about (laughs) the time, (laughs) you know, the time that my mom said Uh this. And I, I remember... The scary thing for me is I remember things my mom said that she probably never remembers saying. Mm-hmm. So you're highly aware of that at the same time you're feeling like a really horrible mom. And I was I was undone. Mm-hmm. You know, he got out of the car and I stayed in the car mm-hmm. for 20 more minutes crying. Mm-hmm. I called a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I just felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, moms, if you are listening to this today... Please know that as your children grow older and they graduate and life goes on for them, there's going to be times that you do feel like a failure, that that maybe they don't respond the way you thought they would, or you look back at the way you raised them. You should have done this differently or that differently, you know, but I'm amazed at how when you you have the Lord first in your life and you keep your eyes on him and you seek for wisdom. I'm thinking of the verse in James that says, if any of you lacks wisdom, I mean, surely there's times when you don't know what to do. I mean, surely there's times when I don't know what to do. You know, God's word says, ask him. And um, God says, you don't have to be perfect because I am. So just ask me. And so we ask him for wisdom. And I'm sure at some point in that mail, you you did probably turn to God and say, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, help me because because you were needing God's wisdom. And that's maybe that's where you are today, Mom, and that's where you need to stop and say, I do need God's help. I do need his wisdom on this. And, and he will guide you. And that's that. just know you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Just know you're not alone in that. Mel, I want to talk a little bit about step three. The final step of all this was follow-up. Um, tell me a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah, I think this is really important for them and for you. Um I, I learned this, I believe, probably as a single mom because I didn't have a spouse going, oh, that probably wasn't the best mm-hmm. that you've done. Or, hey, that was really good. You did great mm-hmm. at that, you know. Um, so after you've come back around to the consequences and then they're like rolling their eyes and trying to tell you why that, you know, you don't know what you're doing as a mom or whatever, however that consequence conversation goes, the next day... I like to ask, I think I've said this on a former uh, podcast, but this is my second favorite question of how did you experience me? Mm -hmm. 
how did you experience me when I brought that up to you? And um, my witty little 13-year-old goes, I thought you handled it very maturely. (laughs) (laughs) He said I was kind of impressed. Uh And I will say that was our first, I told you, Pam, that was Mm -hmm. the moment he went from my little angel to Mm -hmm. not an angel. You know, that was our first real deal um, conversation. So I asked him that. How did you experience that? How, um, what did you learn from our conversation, not what did you learn about, but what did you learn from our conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I, I learned when I'm mad, maybe to ask questions. And that's when I'm going, Oh my gosh, I did mm-hmm. good on that. Yeah, there are other times where I would say, how'd you experience me? And they would be like, you are a maniac. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the follow-up can be just as important for you. Mm-hmm. And I learned from his responses that he really values the questions Mm -hmm. uh, when my older one really struggles answering those questions. So he probably would value uh, less, you know, and Mm -hmm. so you're learning. So to say, how did you experience me? Is there a way I could do that better? Yes. Because we're going to go through this again. Mm -hmm. Is there a way I could do that better? Um, And then you get to say, let me tell you how I think you could do better too. You know, and so just as you're kind of treating them grown up, no matter if they're 13 or I don't know, however old they are. Well, they they are are emerging into that being trying to be grown up. Yeah. That's part of the the problem because they're not yet. So that's part of the issue with them. And I think, man, I hope I'm teaching him how to have conversations like this in the workplace with Mm -hmm. a spouse, with his kids, Mm -hmm. all of these things Mm -hmm. to go. I hope that he goes, okay, I need to take a breath. I need to ask help me understand, you know, I hope that he's taking notes. I'm sure that he's not, but that is my desire of the follow-up. But I also, I want to be better too. And I, every time, you know, when my oldest would turn a certain age and he, or he would get in trouble, I would say, I've never had a 13 year old before, (laughs) you know, like I'm learning this too. And with this one, I'll say, I've never had you at 13. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never had you at this point. And so I'm learning. I'm learning how to do this each time with each kid. And as you probably know, I'm sure you have Mm -hmm. a favorite child (laughs) or like the golden child. Or Mm -hmm. There's some that are like you and there's some that are not. Mm -hmm. And so this helps me learn my audience. Yes, it does. Mel, you have taught high school kids you have dealt with this over and over and had so many kids come in and telling you stuff so you've kind of learned from what they've told you that their parents do so you'll know how to train it in your house you kind of have an advantage Mm -hmm. because you've learned from all these other kids and so when it happens in your home you kind of have a focal point to go back to but but I want to talk I want to ask you a question about the mom who knows she did it wrong Mm -hmm. and she feels like there's no repair and the child may still be in the home. Maybe they're not in the home. Um, what would you say to the mom who has already been through this and she didn't do it right or she didn't have the tools to do it properly? Um, she just didn't. So what are you going to tell her today? Now what? Yeah. Well, I had the experience and the tools and I still messed up sometimes. Um, and what I have done, and I, I just had to do this recently with my oldest And it was after this moment, I realized, man, I handled that so good. Mm -hmm. And I went to my oldest and I said, hey, did you realize you were kind of my guinea pig? Like, I didn't know what I was doing. But I think it's okay to go back to the, to do the follow-up, even if it's years later. Mm -hmm. Hey, remember that time that this happened and I didn't go take a walk 
and I unleashed on you and I am aware that I did not handle that well, mm-hmm. I want to apologize for that. Exactly. And, and I've had, I do, cause I, I do, I remember, do you remember things that you've said or that you did and you, mm-hmm. that mom guilt, mm-hmm. I literally remember I had an experience when my son was in, my oldest was in kindergarten. He's turning 20 next month. Wow. And I remember, and it's not even a big deal. There's something that I still think about that he doesn't even remember because I asked him recently. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't remember that. And I'm right. like, I think about it in the middle of the night when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe apologizing for it for mm-hmm. me has mm-hmm. been owning it and going. Exactly. Well, moms, that's a good point that they may already be out of the house. They may, and it still eats on you a little bit. I know I talked to my son probably six months ago or so. He's 40. He just turned 40. And and I was saying, oh, I just, I wish I could redo da 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 because I just, I just don't think I handled that well. I did the best I could in that circumstance. I didn't do, I didn't do anything on purpose, but looking back, I could have done that so much better. And the, the goal is to keep the door open with them as you're mm-hmm. moving through life, just yeah. the best you can to keep the door open. I would say something, oh, stop it, mom. I don't even remember that. So sometimes they don't remember, but it's good for you to be able to Voice it, get it off your chest, ask for forgiveness, go back over an issue with them, and maybe they will talk about it, and you can straighten it out together in a calm way. But I do like the fact that you can possibly open up the conversation again and just ask for forgiveness for not handling it so well. Yeah. That might be scary, but we're you're teaching them this isn't about being perfect. Uh-huh. It's about being humble yes. and owning things yeah. and, and what a life lesson mm-hmm. yeah. to go. It is. Okay, it I, is. I did this. And it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. I want to be like, I didn't do that. That is very hard. It's very crazy. Hard. So hard. I never said that. I know. Mel, is there anything else you would want to share with our moms before we close up today? I know this is such a hard topic. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just pulling at my heart for these moms listening and that are going through this. Is there anything else you'd like to say to them? I guess I want to say that um, these phones are a part of the world that they live in. So whether you give it to them in fifth grade or when they graduate or you never give them a phone at some point in their life, they're going to own a smartphone. And the phone isn't the issue, right? The heart, Mm -hmm. this this is a heart issue. And... um, I just want to tell our moms not to be afraid of the phone, that the phone is just going to reveal the heart. Does that make sense? It does. So, because I I know there's going to be moms that are questioning, maybe you're trying to decide if you should give your kid a phone or not, and every kid is different, so I don't think there's this. But this is is revealing who your kid really is, Mm -hmm. and so you can use this as a tool. Mm -hmm. I want my boys to get in trouble at home before they leave for college or wherever mm-hmm. they go. I, and I, I pray that, that they get, <laughs> I pray that they get caught, mm-hmm. you know, and they know I pray that. So they're like, oh goodness. Um, so I just would say to them that we need to embrace this and we need to have conversations about it mm-hmm. and to talk about, I never had a phone mm-hmm. growing up, you know, and, and I, and I'm learning this with you. Um, but to check in on it and don't, you can either give it to them and hope the best but to be a smart parent mm-hmm. and and to navigate things well and check on it. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling at this point, but I just think that this all comes back to a heart issue and 
this is just going to create opportunities for really good mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to do dumb things. Yeah. And they're going to turn out great. They're going to yeah. turn out fine. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, moms in closing, I just um, want to say that um, considering where the kids are, we have to consider where they are in life. Um, this whole new landscape that a child has a relationship with technology and all of a sudden it's clashing with their human development and with the amount of expansive wisdom they do not know, it, you don't know what to do. And I, I know as a single mom, you are having your own personal issues. You're having your own personal issues. Now you've got to deal with their issues and you get to the point and think, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And I remember as a single mom, there were things I should have done that I saw with my kids but I was going through so much. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't handle. I couldn't handle a conversation, or I couldn't. Didn't think I could handle the discipline. It was just easier sometimes to turn my back. And if I could do some things differently, I would relive some of those moments. But you, you have the strength of God in you when you can well up and have these conversations, and ask for His guidance and embrace them at the moment. You know, the most important thing I would say to moms today is you're afraid of this, is the best you can. And I love the fact that Mel stressed the conversation, conversation, conversation. Have them talk about it. You talk calmly. It's the most important goal in my mind, Mel, is strive to keep the door open. Strive to keep the door open. Nobody likes to communicate somebody when the door's shut. And do your best to strive to keep the door open through being patient, being calm. Um, you personally might need to get help talking to somebody, knowing how to address it. Don't don't hesitate to ask a friend, a counselor, and addressing it well, because you are doing this alone in the house. But you are not alone. You are not alone, because I'm reminded God says, you know, I will guide you along the pathway of life. I will advise you. I will watch over you. Psalms 32 says that, that you are not alone. Sometimes it feels like it, but you are not. So what we hope you take away from today's podcast is um, is what Mel said at the beginning. It's not so much what they did, but how you choose to handle it. And it is our hope that as you leave today that you'll know you can do this because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And, of course, you have you know friends to come alongside you. And as always, you have us that are rise single moms to give resources for you but in the end you need to know this that um, I want to say this again that God says you don't have to be perfect because I am so just turn it over to him and trust him as you continue this role of being a single mother alone because you one day he will look back or your child will look back and they will see you as a hero